Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. things we've learned from YouTube is that we have people who participate in our mass from all over the world and I know there are some participating from Italy today to see Fabrizio make his first communion so good morning to all of you here and buonasera a tutti che partecipano dall'Italia I've often wondered why churches have mission statements and even more, why do we spend so much time working on our mission statements, trying to get the exact wording right? What is our mission? It's pretty simple. We're supposed to do what Jesus told us to do. Seems pretty straightforward. Jesus gave us a mission statement. We heard in the gospel, right before he went up to heaven, he told his apostles what to do. Go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel. Straightforward. To proclaim the gospel, that's our mission. That's from Mark's gospel. In Matthew, Jesus says it a little bit differently, fleshes it out a little more. He says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Again, our mission as a church is fairly clearly laid out by Jesus himself. We are to proclaim his gospel, to make disciples, to baptize people into the body of Christ, and to teach what Jesus tells us. Of course, to do this, we need to know those commandments and know the gospel we, that's necessary before we can proclaim it. And here at Holy Trinity, we emphasize three things, know, grow, and go. And we can't proclaim the gospel unless we know it first, and we can't witness to Jesus' love unless we first grown in that love. We can't teach Jesus' commands unless we know what they are. And so know and grow are necessary parts of that go. But the mission is that go into the world and do what Jesus told us. Now, how we do this and who we go to are other important parts. I recently listened to a talk by John Mark Cummer. He's a pastor at Bridgetown Church here in Portland. And he outlined three different postures that churches often take when dealing with the wider culture and how none of those work. And then he gave one that he said is the correct one. So first, the three that don't work. The first one is to be defensive and seek to dominate culture. Dominating people isn't the gospel. And trying to force people to follow Jesus simply doesn't make sense. And we also have no need to be defensive. Jesus told us to be without fear in the world, even knowing that we would face persecution, to go out without fear. So that posture is not for us. The second posture, he says, is to seek purity from culture and withdraw from it entirely. But if we withdraw from culture and if we, we withdraw from society, we can't possibly teach and proclaim the gospel. 
Jesus specifically said, go into the whole world, not withdraw from the world. The third posture is to compromise with culture and to be assimilated by it. And that also is not an option for us. Jesus told us to teach people to observe his commands, not to learn their commands. The correct posture that Pastor John Mark gives is faithful presence. And here's what he says. You stay in the culture and at the same time faithful to the way of Jesus and the core of your being as a follower of Jesus. And that fits perfectly with the command of Jesus. We don't try to force our beliefs on anyone. We don't run away from people who disagree with us. And we don't compromise our beliefs just so people will like us. We stay present in the culture and we stay faithful to Jesus. We witness to Jesus' love. We teach those who are willing to listen. And we proclaim the good news that Jesus came to love us and to heal us. And we baptize people as he told us to. Now, I want to use a word to describe this posture, and I currently hate this word, but I do see it as helpful for understanding. How many of you have heard the word influencer recently? Yeah, I do not like that word at all. I just learned that it was only added to the dictionary two years ago. It's very new to our vocabulary, and it literally means somebody who's trying to influence me for their own purposes. And I'm usually very suspicious of other people's purposes, and I'd rather decide for myself whether what they want is good. I don't like the idea of influencers, and especially professional influencers. It makes me feel like I'm being manipulated, and I don't like that. But I also see the concept as really helpful and useful to understand our mission as Christians in the world. I'm very willing to try to influence other people for Jesus's purposes. In fact, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> and I think that's what's meant by faithful presence. We don't force people. We make sure we're not manipulating people. People need to be free to follow Jesus. We don't withdraw from society. Jesus needs to influence society and he does it through us. We don't compromise our beliefs. Rather, we challenge cultural beliefs with Jesus' truth. So today, I'm letting you all know, you are influencers for Jesus. And that's what it means to carry out Jesus' mission statement. Go, proclaim the gospel. Go, make disciples. Go, teach people to observe all that Jesus commanded. But there's one more thing that's really important and necessary for us to do that. One thing in particular, in Luke's account of the ascension in the book of Acts we heard today, Jesus tells the apostles to wait before going. And what are they waiting for? The Holy Spirit. They're waiting for the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the one who is going to give them the courage and the strength to go out. And the Holy Spirit is the one who's going to give them the knowledge and to remind them of what Jesus taught them. And so they're to wait for the Holy Spirit. And that's the, the know and the grow before we can go. To, to be given that courage and to be given that knowledge from Jesus and to grow in that. And they receive the Holy Spirit at Pentecost before going out. We receive it at baptism and most of us 
through confirmation, have received that gift, giving us the courage to go out and also the reminder of what Jesus taught. Last week, Deacon Brett left us with a wonderful poem, Disturb Us, Lord. When we're too well satisfied or too comfortable, push us outward with new courage to do amazing things for Jesus. What disturbed the apostles and pushed them out on the mission to proclaim the gospel and make disciples was the Holy Spirit. This week, as we prepare for the celebration of Pentecost next week, here are three simple words that we can pray repeatedly. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. When I am comfortable, come, Holy Spirit. When I am afraid, come, Holy Spirit. When I don't have the words to say, come, Holy Spirit. That's how we will be faithful presence in the world and influencers for Jesus through the courage and the wisdom that the Holy Spirit will give us. So I encourage you all to, to pray those words hundreds of times this week. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more on our parish website at h-t.org. We hope that you will subscribe to our YouTube channel or try and join us for Mass if you're local. Again, all the information will be on h-t.org.